0: Have you ever felt trapped in a high-paying job, chained to a life that's slowly slipping away? Day after day, the same routine, the same unfulfilling work, and the constant longing for something more? If you're nodding your head right now, feeling that weight on your shoulders, then this is the podcast you've been waiting for. Welcome to the W2 Prison Break Show. I'm Brian O'Neill, and I'm here to tell you that you're not alone. I've been in that prison too, sacrificing precious moments with my family, feeling the regret and resentment build up inside. But guess what? There is a way out, and together we're going to break free. Each episode, we'll dive deep into the stories of incredible individuals who have successfully made their escape who have turned their dreams into reality, and who now live lives filled with purpose, joy, and abundance. But we won't stop at inspiration alone. We'll equip you with the tools, strategies, and mindset shifts needed to break through the barriers that have held you back for far too long. Together, we'll ignite your entrepreneurial spirit and unleash the business genius within you. It's time to take action, to shatter the chains that bind you, and to embrace a future filled with unlimited possibilities. The W-2 Prison Break Show is your key to unlock the door to a life of purpose, fulfillment, and success. I invite you to join me on this transformative journey. Subscribe now to the W-2 Prison Break Show, and let's embark together on the path to freedom. Remember, it's never too late to break free and live the life you've always dreamed of. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Hope you're having an awesome day so far. Appreciate you tuning in every single week. Today, we're going to be talking to a friend of mine. He's in my real estate mastermind. I've known him for several years. His name is Rick Abbiati, And when we record this interview, he is fresh off the W-2 train. He just left his job today, his government job that he worked for over 30 years for the government. I mean, guys, people don't leave government jobs to pursue real estate. You just don't hear these stories. You're going to listen to Rick. You're going to hear how he was able to get over the mindset piece of leaving his job and why being around the right people, being in a mastermind and interviewing the right people can help you get over those downloads that you've been fed since you were a little kid that, hey, you got to stay in this job. Don't leave. Don't leave. It's risky to start a business. What about benefits? What about health insurance? So this is a great day for Rick. I'm super happy to interview him, and I hope you get a lot of value out of this episode. Let's get right to it. Rick, welcome to the W2 Prison Break show, man. This is such an exciting day, and I can't wait to get into this conversation. Thanks, Brian. You got it. Now, for those of you listening and who don't know Rick, today is May 19th. This episode is going to come out later, but today is May 19th, and Rick is the First guest in the history of the W-2 Prison Break Show to actually get interviewed on the day. Brick, you tell us, what's happening today? What happened today? Today it's official. My W-2 is history. His W-2's history. You heard that. You heard that, folks. He is no longer employed. Congratulations. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, it's been a long time coming, and we're going to dive into exactly how you got to this point. And celebrate your amazing day. I remember the day I left my job. It's pretty awesome. There's going to be a lot of smiling on this show here. But I just want the listeners to understand that, you know, this is something that it's never too late. It's never too late. And what you're going to hear when you hear Rick's story is that Rick didn't make massive changes in his life. He did a few things. We did a few things we're going to talk about here and we hope to inspire you. So, Rick, tell us what you were doing for your W-2 job first. Let's get started with that. The job you left today, what was that?
1: The job I left today, I'm an area lead, basically manage a team of software engineers for a Department of Defense contractor. So yeah, that's what I've been doing for quite a few years. Prior to that, I was in the corporate world doing the same type of work. I got up to the point where I was director of engineering for our company so, I Chris had asked me yesterday, "Is it 30 years?" And I said, "30 plus." So, as of uh, this coming December, I'll be 40.
0: Wow! So, 40 years in corporate, variety of jobs, and your last job was a government job, which is you know pretty difficult to give up because you know the benefits and the pay is pretty good, right?
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, I was a defense contractor, so it, you know, change contracts. Contracts would run out, and then I'd be up for another contract, and it was continuous like that for many years. Right. So
0: corporate for f- almost forty years. I mean, that's just amazing. Did you ever think that this would be? We're going to get into the how, and you mentioned somebody's name, Chris, which we're going to elaborate on who that is in a minute here. Your coach, our coach, because we have the same coach, folks. Did you ever think you would get to this point? Did you ever think that this day was going to come?
1: I knew it was going to come eventually. I just didn't know how, and I didn't know when. Honestly, I thought, you know, you hear in the media, well, they may change the working age to be in your 70s. That's the direction I was heading. You know, I didn't see an alternative but that, but obviously that changed.
0: So you were basically thinking you were going to work until you retired, and then hopefully you had enough money saved to live until the end of your existence. Am I hearing you accurately? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Okay. So when did things start to really change for you in terms of your mindset? Like, hey, this is not how I want to end up, right? I don't want to retire at 70. I want to do something different. When did you start thinking about that?
1: I would say around 2015, 2016. You know, I thought, well, you know, I had taken a couple homes that I had in the past, I renovated them. They didn't really need renovation, but I just added additions on and tore out walls and all that. And I thought, you know, I could do this flipping properties, you know, get into rehabbing properties. And although I spent 15 years doing the last one, which sort of wasn't fun having a W-2 and doing that. So about 2016 is when I started an LLC and decided to get into actually it ended up being wholesaling or attempting wholesaling.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is good. We're going to establish a timeline here because it's 2023 now and you just left your job. So seven, eight years ago, you started looking at the exit. Is that fair to say? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And what were the reasons why you started looking at that point seven, eight years ago? I know you looked at real estate, but was there something specific that, or maybe it was more than one thing that really got you looking at an alternative to your income and your retirement?
1: It wasn't the work that I was doing. I've always enjoyed what I did, you know, because I came up in any computers, anywhere from the hardware side of it to the software development. I was actually a software developer for a while, Mm -hmm. and then transitioned to project program management and getting up the corporate ladder. And then, of course, contracts change, and there's just, yes, there's stability in the job, but... You didn't know who you were going to be working for and when, you know, and getting into my fifties, I'm looking at it at that point saying, you know, I've got to do something because it's going to come up. It's going to creep up pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you were kind of planning ahead a little bit there and, and maybe saw the writing on the wall at some point and just really wanted a backup. You didn't want, as a lot of us fear, it's like, Hey, they're going to come to my office one day and eliminate me. And I have no backup plan. Is that fair to say? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of people don't have that plan. So for those of you listening, let's start planning for that. And you don't need to be heading into your 50s to do that because this can happen at any point in your life. You need to have a backup plan. All right. So why real
1: estate? Because, you know, like I mentioned, I renovated a couple of properties that I owned and enjoyed doing it and doing the research on it. I thought, you know, there's a lot of money to be made in real estate. So that's
0: really kind of what drove that. Yeah, absolutely. There's a bunch of different ways to make money in real estate. Sounds like you landed on wholesaling. There was a particular reason that you went to that lane first or after you're flipping.
1: Yeah, I was initially going to look at flipping and I realized, you know, having a W-2, yes, people can have a W-2 and flip properties, but I just didn't see that as even being realistic and able to maintain my sanity. You know, I'll try wholesaling.
0: Okay. Try wholesaling, he said. All right. So elaborate more on that. How did that walk us through how that worked out? You know, how many deals did you do? What was the time consumption? Just give us some background on that, Rick.
1: So I invested in a couple programs and I was basically a solopreneur. You know, I invested in the programs. I went to conferences and events and whatnot. But it was okay, Rick, go ahead and do this, do driving for dollars. Do direct mail, PPC or pay per click or search engine optimization for the internet. It's costly. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to save costs at the same time. So, anyway, that's how I was getting into wholesaling. It was not very successful at all in it. You know, I didn't give up. You know, I joined a real estate investors association locally. Mm-hmm. And I would say I did driving for dollars. I. I did search engine optimization, which to this day does work. I did direct mail, and the response rate was just extremely low on the direct mail, as yeah. everybody knows. And there was a lot of competition. Mm-hmm. And the idea of lowballing homeowners really did not excite me at all. You know, in some cases you come in and you're somewhat in the mercy of a buyer, a flipper at the end. So I had come close on a few occasions to getting deals and then somebody came in and outbid me. And yeah, I mean, I would say newer wholesalers who paid too much. So, yeah. so that didn't work out.
0: Okay. So a couple of takeaways there. It sounds like you joined a group or, or basically bought a program and they told you how to do it. They didn't necessarily do it with you. Is that Correct. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah. All right, which is going to lead into some cool stuff later, and then again, it didn't really speak to you. You didn't like lowballing people. I think you wanted you have a passion to help to help sellers. You know, maybe get a more of a fair price and move on. Right. Okay. So, how long were you doing that for? How long were you trying the wholesale thing, as you say?
1: Uh, About five years. Yeah, it was about five years. Okay, five years and not a single deal. Not a single deal. Okay. Now, granted, having said that, I wasn't putting out thousands of pieces of direct mail.
0: Sure. Which is really what it takes. I think you'd say it takes a lot of time and effort to do wholesaling and big budgets and consistency. But five years. Yeah. You know, you and I are very aligned. I was trying to start a real estate business for about the same time five to seven years. Okay. Then. Tell us what happened. Tell us what happened next because you did end up leaving your job and real estate was the lane. Just like, tell us what happened after that five years. Well,
1: you know, I reached out to have my formal LLC corporate documentation done by Anderson Advisors, Mm -hmm. Anderson Business Advisors. And I was on one of their webinars and Chris Prefontaine and Zach Beach were on it talking about Smart Real Estate Coach slash Wicked Smart. And I looked at it and I said, you know, this looks more like what I'm looking for. And he talked about being in the trenches with you. And so I decided to go ahead and look into
0: it further. And that's why I'm where I'm at today. Awesome. Okay. Now, for those of you listening who don't know any of the names that he just mentioned, Wicked Smart Real Estate Coach. That's the mastermind Rick and I are a part of. That's how we met. Both of us left our job because we joined a mastermind, joined a community, hired coaches, and fully committed. That's why we're both talking on this podcast today. Completely unemployed and unfireable, as I like to say. You cannot be fired. Look, if you guys want to learn, if you guys want to learn what we do and be a part of what, of, of the group that we're a part of, which is an amazing group. I mean, I can't say enough about the people in the group. And Rick and I are part of the high six group. We're actually one above that, but you know, we've known each other for a couple of years now. And if you want some more information on how we do this stuff, I'll leave a link in the show notes for Wicked Smart. Just wait until the end of the episode because what we're about to talk about is really important. So, okay, walk us through the process with that. Like, you see this kind of shiny object, if you will. It's like, oh, this sounds pretty good. Let me go there. Like, what happened next?
1: Well, what happened is there was a program, there is a program called 90-Day Jumpstart. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was looking at the cost associated with the various associate levels. And I'm thinking, you know, let me see if this works. I'll try it out. So 90-Day Jumpstart was where I landed. And you have access to Quantum Leap System, the QLS program, and other training material. And I went through it, and I started coaching with Steve Murnick, learning from him. and I'm involved to some extent with the 90 day jumpstart because that's really to get your feet wet. And I realized that the coaches are in the trenches with you and there's been a lot of success and I'm watching it over and over and over. So finally, I said uh, this was in May 21st, actually two days from now in 2021. So it's almost two years to the day. So in August of 21, I upgraded to the starter associate level. Mm hmm. And then I got more of the one on one coaching. Steve Mernick actually went on an appointment, my first appointment with me, which was pretty cool. He drove up from Connecticut and met me at the seller's property. We looked at two properties that day, and he was on making calls with me to sellers. And he just proved to me that, you know, the support is there. You're not a solopreneur anymore. You're hands on with the coaches. And on top of that, there was uh, mindset coaching, which was key for me. I did not have the right mindset. Yes, I was persistent and not giving up, but there was a lot more that goes into it because when you're talking to sellers, you've got to have confidence in yourself.
0: And that was part of the whole system. Hey there, back to the episode in just a moment. Are you a homeowner in the Chicagoland area who's struggling to sell your home or even own nothing and looking to maximize your price before the market slides? Are you tired of the traditional home selling process that takes months and costs you thousands in fees and repairs? Whether you're facing foreclosure, going through a divorce, or simply need to sell your home fast, WeBuyHousesChicago.org can help. We've been buying homes in Chicago since 2019, and we specialize in helping sellers who are stuck. Unlike traditional real estate buyers, we buy homes as is and can close in as little as seven days. No repairs, no inspections, and no fees. Just a fast, hassle-free sale. Let WeBuyHousesChicago.org help you sell your home and move on to the next phase of your life. Call or text us today at 312-500-6121. If you know someone who is struggling to sell their home or simply just wants top price, please share this message with them. As a listener of the W2 Prison Break Show, WeBuyHouseOfChicago.org will pay you for your referral. If you send us a referral and we buy their house, we will pay you a $1,000 referral fee. Simply have your referral mentioned, the W2 Prison Break Show. Let's get back to the show. Yeah. Was there anything else about, I love, by the way, folks, Steve Mernick has been on the show. Another guy quit his job from the same group. So there's a pattern here, folks. If you're interested in real estate, I want you to go to the link in the show notes after the episode, not now, because there's a lot of cool stuff about to come up here. Anything particular, you said a mindset piece. I agree with you 100%. I think most people who are looking to get into business are simply not ready. They're not mentally prepared. I know you've heard me say that multiple times. You're probably sick of hearing it, but it's the truth. Anything other than the phone or around mindset that you learned within the mastermind group and with some of the coaches that really kind of helped you get from the point of, you know, beating your head against the wall for five years to leaving your job within a realistic period of time?
1: Yes, I'd say accountability is a huge piece of it. You know, I know one of the calls I had with you, I remember it almost like it was yesterday, Brian, when you said, Rick, how many calls do you make a day? And I said, well, I'm making seven to 10. And I'm thinking, well, that's, I'm doing calls. And you just very casually said, Rick, do you think you could bump it up to 15? Well, 15 became 20, 20 became 25. So it increased from there. Getting the reps in was key. We have also have the program live seller calls. And I know you had said previously that you just listened to that over and over and over again. Well, I did the same thing. And It gets to the point where you know what the person that's talking, whether it's Chris or whoever on the call, what they're going to say. Yeah. And, you know, when you're talking to people, it comes across because you build up confidence in yourself.
0: Absolutely. Okay. So this is for everyone listening, for all the listeners here, you're hearing the difference between we're in the same you know genre here. We're in real estate, right? Bunch of different ways you can make money in real estate. Rick tried wholesaling. Now, what we're talking about is creative financing, by the way, buying properties, no money down, no banks, paying a higher price for houses, which was something that Rick wanted to do. So he's, you know, kind of following his passion, if you will, his gut. But the difference, if you're hearing, is he didn't have any support with wholesaling. He didn't have any mindset training. He didn't have any accountability. And he didn't have a group. He didn't have a group of people that he could bounce ideas off of, that he could ask questions to. He didn't have anybody helping him. And this is the power of coaching. This is the power of being part of a group, being part of a mastermind, and taking an investment in yourself. Rick wasn't scared to invest in himself. I think he was just not around the right people. Would you agree? And do you have anything to add to that?
1: I would agree. You know, I didn't even know a mindset coach existed. And Chris said, you know, we have so many resources available to us. And Chris gave me a reference to Dr. Amanda who was wonderful and totally changed my mindset there. That was a huge piece of it.
0: Totally. Yeah, same here. Again, I've worked with her as well. All right, so Rick, two years, okay, two years from the time you joined up till the time you actually left your job. When did you get your first real estate deal inside the community? How long did it?
1: take? My that first deal was, uh, no, I had upgraded from starter to immersion in November 2021 and then upgraded to high six level. And that's really when things changed and that was uh, in April 2022. In fact, I was on vacation in San Antonio and Chris called me, which I did not expect a call from Chris, you know, and he said, I'm going to bring on five people for personal, you know, accountability, nightly accountability with him to work with personally. Well, I wasn't going to turn that down. So I worked with Chris and upgraded to I-6, and that's when things took off. Um, One of the things that is big is the office visit. And I had gotten to the point where shortly after that, I got my first deal, and that was 15 months after I started. Now, some people within 90 days are getting deals. With me, it took mindset work, you know, so everybody's different. But once I got the first deal, the second, the third, and the fourth came right on its heels.
0: Yeah, they sure did. They kind of, I remember that too. I was like, man, this guy's on fire. And now your deals are no small feat here. Like a typical wholesale deal might be maybe five grand, maybe 20, maybe 30 if you're lucky. Am I in the right zone there? Yes. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Now, our transactions, and again, you don't have to elaborate fully, but Our transactions, some of them are approaching the uh, six-figure mark.
1: Yes. My first payday was a $90,000 check. Can you repeat that, please? (laughs) The first payday was a $90,000 check. Okay. It didn't sink initially. I had to stare at the check for a little while saying, that's real. And my four deals... I would say my average, in Brian, you may talk about the three-payday system that we have, but my average total paydays amongst the four deals are just a hair under $110,000.
0: Yeah, the average. That's the average. Okay, so he's saying over half a million folks in revenue generated for these deals that he's got. Now, what I want you to understand is that, and not everyone's going to be interested in real estate listening to the show, but the takeaway here For those of you who are looking to get out of your job, you're in a situation, you know, Rick didn't want to be in his job anymore. He wanted out. He wanted time and freedom. That's what everybody wants for the most part. But the differences between what he tried to do on his own and the result versus what happened when he got around the right people, when he got closer to what his you know passion was in terms of who he wanted to help. And then the result was much faster. And he actually got to the point where he's able to leave his job. And we know it's true because we're talking to him right now. And he, he didn't quit, but he, today was his last day. Today was the party, right?
1: Actually, the parties have been ongoing for the week. <laughs> Going sure.
0: The week. So, uh, as do. they should and through the weekend too, I hope so. Well, that's great, Rick. I mean, I'm just super, super proud. And I've watched this happen over the last couple of years. And look, Rick did the work. That's the important thing for everyone to understand is that those are just a few pieces of the puzzle, the mindset, the accountability, the mastermind, the difference makers, Rick, okay? And he just needed a little bit of help as most of us need. And I don't know if there's anything that you else want to add on top of that, Rick, besides what I just mentioned that you think might've been the difference between then and now.
1: Well, I think the other really key piece to me You know, with wholesaling and flipping, it's about the money. Mm -hmm. It's much more than that and what we're doing because we're helping sellers out. We're giving them what they want and what they need to, you know, exit their property, however they want to do that. But we're also helping buyers out, helping people get into homes. And there's a lot of gratification in that. So it goes, it's more about helping people than it is about the profit. So, Mm -hmm. yes, the money's there. But, you know, I had last Thanksgiving, and I've told the story before, and I know you've gone through it. I had wished one of the buyers, one of the tenant buyers we have, a happy Thanksgiving. And and he replied pretty immediately. And he said, it's because of you we're so thankful for. You gave us
0: the opportunity to have a house. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, I've heard that story. And, you know, I mean, again, I'm not knocking wholesaling, but you just typically don't get that. You don't get that, Right. Right. And that's what was important to you. And you stated that in the beginning, you were like, hey, I really, I don't like lowballing people, right? Not that that's bad. You know, some people need to take money and move on, but it just didn't sit right with you. I love what you're doing with that. and I love your attitude and your mentality. Okay. So two years to leave the job. Did you have that goal when you came into the community or was it even a goal? I mean, talk about that and let's see if we hit your target. It was
1: a goal. It was not necessarily a two-year goal. You know, I know in the very beginning, Chris talked about give it three years. Mm -hmm. So did I really think in three years I'd be ready to leave my job? Not necessarily. You know, as I started developing my mindset, then setting those goals was put in place.
0: Yeah. So what's happening now, Rick? What are you going to do now? I mean, other than enjoy the weekend, it is Friday as we're recording this and it's, you know, approaching the summer, hopefully he's in, he's in the Northeast. So maybe it'll, maybe the sun will come out here at some point this year, but I'm joking. What's next for you? What are you doing now? So I'm
1: obviously going to be doing full-time and scaling my business. The foundation is definitely there. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be scaling it and also going to be coaching. He's coaching
0: folks. He's going to be. Did you think that that was that something when you came in to the community, when you came into Smart Real Estate Coach, something that was even on your radar?
1: Honestly, Brian, that was definitely not on my radar. Neither was making cold calls. You couldn't have told me I'd be making cold calls, (laughs) but I actually enjoy it now. So, yes, I'm super pumped about coaching and our community is so tight. You develop some very strong friendships with the other associates, and you each help each other and celebrate each other's wins. And being able to help others do the same thing, it's a great feeling.
0: I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And that's the difference. That's the difference to me is the group, like the people that we're around. I mean, we mentioned a couple, three names during this interview, and they've all left their job as a result of this community. And that's why a lot of the people come in, right? It's because they want that for themselves, for their family. Sometimes you're looking for the answers in the wrong spot. You got to get to the right spot to find the right answers. You know, I remember when I left my job, and we'll talk about this a little bit too, because over the course of this process with you, you've still had some doubts about leaving the W-2. I mean, it really took a little bit of... Talk about that, because you knew you were leaving. You knew you wanted to leave, but actually... Handing the resignation in or having that call with your boss was a little bit anxious. Maybe talk about that a little bit because I think it's important for people to hear.
1: Actually, I didn't have too much apprehension because the idea of getting deals and being able to support the income and whatnot, that's there. It was proven. So, in working with Chris and you and the rest of the community, the support system is behind me. I'm not a solopreneur at all. Mm -hmm. So, that part of being a little leery and apprehensive on giving up my W-2, it wasn't really there. It was kind of one of those hit send. <laughs> yeah. so it's all good.
0: Yeah. Okay. Except for the health insurance part. I think that you were a little anxious over that. And we had a couple of chats about the health insurance.
1: Yes. Yeah. That was the one thing I was not too sure about, but that's all in place. So that's great.
0: Yeah, I get that. We get that a lot. We get that a lot. What am I going to do for health insurance? Because, you know, the employer's gone and that's all covered now. So you're all set. Look, folks, we keep talking about this group and I just would encourage you, if you're interested in real estate and you're not really sure where to go, you don't know what lane to pick. I was like Rick as well. I was looking at everything. I looked at flipping. I looked at wholesale. I looked at all of it and I did nothing as a result because I did not focus and I did not get around the right people and I refuse to invest in myself, and the reason that I'm here today as a business owner with multiple businesses and talking to another guy, Rick, who's now got a business and about to have another business, and he's free of his job, is because of this group, okay? It's not the only reason, but it's a huge reason. Like There's a lot of commonalities here, so if it's something you want to check out, again, we'll leave some information in the show notes for you to at least explore what we're talking about because we do talk a lot about on the show. Rick, you make cold calls. You said something about making cold calls. What scared you about it? I mean, obviously, you didn't do it in your job, but what was your apprehension about making cold calls?
1: Hearing no and not knowing enough. You know, I have an engineering background, so it's knowing all the details, Yep. which over time I've realized, don't worry about the details. (laughs) So when a seller asks questions, can I answer the question? Well, everything is in place if I just take advantage of it to learn that and to get the right mindset. And it comes across when you're talking to somebody on the phone.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, and after two years, Rick, you're one of the better people on the phone in our community. And again, you don't need to have a background. You don't need to have a sales background. I have a sales background. Yes, but I didn't know what to say either when I first started making phone calls. So you just got to give it time. You know, you gave it a couple of years. You're great on the phone and now you're going to be coaching people. You're going to be coaching people how to do this. And you have no problem making phone calls at all. So you just got to give yourself a little bit of grace and a little bit of time. Right, Rick, as we start to wrap up here, I mean, this is great. I'm just, again, super excited that you came on the show, the W2 Prison Break show, fresh on the unemployment train. And that's a bad thing to be unemployed. You don't need to be. You're talking to the listeners, right? We're all in the same room together, right? They're having some similar they were you five to seven years ago, right? Five to eight years ago where you were trying to start this journey. What's a tip? Maybe what's a piece of advice, or maybe it's a couple things, whatever you want to say that you would say to them, to that group who's just kind of on the fence. They're just really not sure. They don't believe in themselves. What would you say to them?
1: I would say, and putting myself into their shoes because I was there and am there, the W-2 yes, you can be working lots of hours. You can still do this. It's basically having faith in the system and the community, plugging into those who have been there and done it, and just trust that they'll be there for you. That's really the thing. And commit, actually make a commitment.
0: Yeah, well said. I think that's probably a difficult thing for a lot of people is to commit, right? Yes. Why do you think that is?
1: Well, over the years, you know, you run into things and there's a lot of shiny objects for one. Many of them don't work. I can't say they don't work. They may work if you put the right amount of effort into them. You definitely don't have the support that you would get here. I think that's a lot of it, you know. And when people prove that they're there for you, it makes you have faith in what you're about to take on. And that was why when, you know, 90 day jumpstart was kind of my testing ground. And then it progressed up through levels where we are today.
0: Rick keeps mentioning all these levels. And for those of you who are not familiar with our real estate group, again, you'll learn that if you decide to check out the link that I'm going to leave in the show notes for this under Wicked Smart. You can check all that stuff out. Rick, I'm glad that we had this opportunity to speak on the day that you left your job. For those of you who are not watching on YouTube, it's hard for him to not smile right now. You can tell that he's pretty happy. He's actually been doing this for several weeks Mm because we all knew this day was coming. So today it's here and I'm glad you decided to come on the show and share your story and share your victory. It's always great to hear this is what this show is all about, right? You're a great example of that. So I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story and we'll have to have you back on for sure to see how the coaching business is going as well because- now you have another revenue stream that you're adding. So you left one revenue stream for two. Right. Yeah. So that's going to be super cool.
1: Yeah. And I'll just say, you know, I certainly appreciate you having me on. And above all, the path that you've set forward for all of us, because like I say, follow those who have done it and been successful with it. You've been an awesome mentor and coach and
0: associate. All right. I appreciate you saying that, man. And it's easy when it's someone like you. So good stuff. Listen, to everyone, make it a great day and make sure you set that target for when you want to leave the job and maybe listen to this episode a time or two because it's inspiring. Okay, what did you guys think of that? That's an inspiring story and hopefully it gives you some hope, right? If you're in a similar situation, it's never too late. That's my lesson from this episode is it's really never too late to go after your dream life. And it isn't. I was in my 40s when I left my job. You know, Rick's older than me. So it's never too late. And you deserve it. You deserve it. So I just want to make sure that everyone understands that this is something you're totally capable of. We are not special breed of human beings. It's inside of you. You just have to find a way to get it out. And hopefully this show gives you some help and a starting point on how to do that. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next week.